Now for Rider Rides with your host, Ted Kettler. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to yet another edition of Rider Rides here on the Motorcycle Men Podcast. Joining me tonight, all the way from Silicagua, I can't, I have a hard time saying that, Sil- Silicagua, Silacuaca, how do you want to say that? Silicaga. Silica, I like it. Alabama, uh, our, our new friend, Mr. Paul Godfrey. Paul, welcome to the Motorcycle Men Podcast. Thank you, Ted. How are you doing this evening? I am doing lovely. I got a little ride in tonight before uh, the interview, and we're ready to roll. Uh, you have a bike that uh, is 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 unusual in that I've never spoken to anyone who has a bike like this. While it is an ordinary bike, it may have started that way, but it's no longer an ordinary bike. So why don't you tell us what bike you own? Well, it started out as a 2007 Harley Sportster, an 883 low. Uh, the prior owner converted it to a trike by adding a trike conversion swing arm and, and rear axle. Uh, when we picked it up a couple years ago, it was uh, something my wife and I walked into uh, a local dealer here and saw it and just fell in love with it. Nice. I, I'm looking at the pictures of it, and it's like I've, I can honestly say I have never seen a sportster converted like this and it is really really interesting so uh I, I would ask you why you chose the bike but i guess it seems like the bike chose you <laughs> well probably correct uh i have a a bad knee and my wife and i wanted to get into riding i had never ridden before she had uh throughout her life uh but I was always afraid of holding up a heavier bike. And we looked at some larger size Yamahas and some Harleys and even some larger scooters uh, that we could ride two up on. But I right. just never felt comfortable being able to hold up that weight. I see. Now, you said you have scooters? Yes. Oh, wow. Well, I'll ask you about that later. That sounds interesting. Okay. Uh, so why don't you give us a few details about the bike, like tank size, seat height, weight, and all that stuff, which I'm really interested to hear about the weight. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I estimated about uh, 860 pounds. Oh, my God. I can tell. So, but that's about 300 pounds more than your, your base Sportster model because yeah. of the, the heavier swing arm and the, uh, the heavier axle and, of course, the uh, differential that's on it. Sure. Uh, it's also had a wide glide front end added to give it a, a better steering rake, which you need with a trike. But that's, uh, that's the same front wheel that you have from the Sportster, correct? That's correct. It's just got some spacers in it to fill in the space, and uh, the brakes have been modified a little bit as well. Wow. Uh, it's got the standard Sportster tank, about uh, three and a third gallons. Uh, mm-hmm. It's still got the same 883 uh, engine, which uh, I would like to do a, a 1200cc update on, which mm-hmm. uh, we can talk about later when we get into some of the mods. Sure. Uh, but other than that, it's just pretty standard other than the trike conversion. You know what I find interesting about this is I owned a, a, a 94 uh, 883 Sportster. 
And that front wheel that you have on there, that the, those spokes, that mag wheel you have there, is the exact same one that was on my bike. I'm not surprised. I think Harley put that on those Sportsters for several years. Yeah, you know, if it if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? That's why I go for it. So, how many miles are on this? All right now, it's a little over thirty-one thousand. And are those all of your miles? No, only about the last two and a half. Uh, we bought it; it had slightly over twenty-eight thousand. Uh, I have been unable to ride for probably the last six months. I had ah. a little ex- accident on it right before Thanksgiving last year. Oh, no. What'd you do? Well, I was making a left-hand turn in uh, two blocks from the house, and somehow or another I wound up in the neighbor's front yard, crossed a ditch. Not real sure what happened. I uh, broke eight bones in my foot. That put Ooh. me out of commission for about 14 weeks that I couldn't even get up and put any weight on it. But uh, I was cleared mm-hmm. last month to get back on the bike again. And so mm-hmm. as soon as it quits raining around here, <laughs> I will start yeah, over again. <laughs> I, feel, I feel your pain. Uh, so did any damage happen to the bike? Actually, none. There's a little dent in uh, one of the fenders on the right side, which you you couldn't see even if you knew where to look because I just happen to know where it's at. Oh, Okay. Uh, you know, the, the speculation from my orthopedist is that uh, the foot peg came down on top of my foot when I crossed the little ditch. Ah, I see. Uh, it was cold out that day, and I had on extra heavy gloves, probably weren't the correct riding gloves, and I probably just throttled it up too much when I made the left and lost it. So. Oh, there you go. That'll do it. What you need, I'll tell you what, we're gonna, we'll get into this in a moment. But um, as far as it goes for modifications... Tell us about what you've done. Well, one of the first things I wanted to do was uh, put all LED lighting on it. Of course, looking at the price of the the Harley uh, LED kit for the uh, Daymaker kind of made me jump back. So yeah. I had to go aftermarket. Of course. But uh, put all LED lighting on it, which was great. Uh, I've also added a uh, uh, master tuned fuel tuner, which mm-hmm. I've tinkered around with a little bit. The uh, prior owner had put in the two-into-one exhaust pipes on it, so uh, the exhaust was fine. It just needed to be rebaffled because they had left it open pipes, and mm. it was giving me a headache every time I wrote it. I know that feeling. Uh, put a hammer performance uh, intake on it, which I really love because now you can actually hear this thing breathe. The uh, the stock intake was real restrictive. Mm-hmm. Uh, added a better seat for my wife to ride in. It's actually made out of a drum throne instead of a uh, regular pillion seat. You back know, there. I was going to say something. I was going to say, you know, <laughs> I don't think that really looks like a normal motorcycle seat there. No, how did you adapt that? Well, the basically the bait base just unscrewed and it has uh four mounting bolts and i just made a little bracket that fit on the uh, adapter plate on the back of the bike and put it on there we were at a music supply store and she sat down in that and said hey this is what i want to ride on and i was like we can do that <laughs> well hey you know necessity is the mother of invention right that's right so what other mods did you make to it uh put some lower uh air deflectors on it i was uh listening to larry lanes on the throttle podcast come in about the buffeting he experienced on his sportster and i was thinking well i have the same problem so i got in touch with him and he gave me some suggestions on what he called uh harley fangs uh 
So I went out and looked at all the different options that were out there. And, of course, since my front end is, is not what traditionally came on a sports store, I had to right. do a little engineering. Mm-hmm. But uh, I've added some plastic Lexon lower uh, deflectors on the front. And now when I get up above 60 miles an hour, I don't have any buffeting at all. It's amazing oh, the nice. air that comes up over the tank there and just gives me a bobblehead. Wow. Now, that windshield that you have on there, is that a – what windshield is that? That's a Harley windshield. Again, it's it's designed to fit the F, uh, 41 millimeter wide glide. Oh, that's nice. But it, it's 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 an adjustable. I don't say if it's adjustable. I mean, you can unclamp it and move it up and down. But I've got it in the position which works for me. Right. I can see over it uh, instead of through it. Which seeing through it, and if it ever rains, just totally messed me up. So I had yeah, to. <laughs> I know that. Yeah, I, I've been there. What size tires are those in the back? Those are 185.15s, or I guess you would say. Uh, 185, yeah, 185.15. I can't remember the other metric number for them now. That's uh, wow. probably seven. It's probably 185.70.15s. Those are <laughs> now those. R- <laughs> the rims are aftermarket rims off of a first uh, edition Mustang. No kidding. Oh, that is so cool. And then you got those uh, brightly polished chrome fenders on that. Yes, and I think that's what makes it unique. <clears throat> Absolutely. Most of the trikes I've seen, especially the uh, the production ones and even the aftermarket kits, come with a, a full fiberglass body kit, which yeah. looks good, but they all, to me, look the same from a distance. This yeah. definitely gives it maybe a somewhat industrial look, but I definitely like it. Oh, it definitely sticks out. It's really nice. Uh, tell us what you really like most about this configuration of this bike. Uh, it's just a uniqueness. Uh, haven't seen anything like it. Yeah, I can agree with that. Uh, and uh, for its its size, I mean, it it does well with me and my wife both on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, uh, of course, being a trike, uh, it doesn't lean, and but I don't have to balance at stoplights either. Right. So you know, there's some some good and bad there. But what I like most, I think, is just the uniqueness of it. Right. How does it handle? Uh, pretty good, but caveat: it doesn't lean. So yeah. when you go into a corner. Or if the road has got any grade to it, you can't straighten the bike up. You have to kind of roll with it. And it's a little unnerving to begin with. Uh, It takes a lot more upper body strength since there's no counter steering. So you really have to muscle it into the turns. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, other than that, it does okay. Do you find that you have to, like, scoot your butt off the seat a little bit? Uh, again, if you're going, if you got a road that's got a berm for drainage purposes on it, and you yeah. you, you you feel like the whole bike is just going to lean, yes, I find myself scooting the other way to stay upright because oh, okay. it, it's it's just odd. Now, maybe if it had independent rear suspension, I could wiggle it a little bit, but this is a solid axle and it doesn't give. Oh boy! <laughs> so, <laughs> so I have to ask you then. It's like, what, like what kind of riding do you do? Just mostly around town, maybe a hundred mile stints. My wife and I will decide we'll want to go out and get a bite to eat and go to the, you know the nearest big city where we live. We're about fifty miles away from any decent sized town in any direction, mm-hmm. so uh, that's about what we do. We have not taken any long trips. Uh, again, with my knee, I don't know how tired I would get uh, going for a long distance, All but. Right. Uh, we, we normally just, uh, we real close here to the Talladega National Forest. We'll take a ride up to Mount Chiha or, or out to the, the, the forest there and the foothills and enjoy that. All right. How does the bike perform on those long rides? 
It does really well. Uh, I wish it had a little more power on the low end when we first taking off, especially with riding two up. It mm-hmm. just doesn't quite have enough torque to get itself going, especially if I got to start off on a hill. Right. But uh, again, I'm hoping one day to do a, you know, the 1200 cc upgrade on it, and hopefully that'll help that out. Well, what's the longest ride you've done? Uh, probably last fall, my wife and I went up to uh, the Barber uh, Festival. There you go. Yeah. And we got up there and then took a little uh, ride with uh, some of the guys we met up with from uh, the Throttle Podcast. From the time we got back home and all, it was a little over 200 miles. So that was a that was about the longest we've been. Nice. You know what you need to put on this bike? You need to put on there an engine guard and some highway pegs. I've thought of that. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what. I've got the engine guard and the highway pegs on my bike, and I cannot imagine riding without them. That would probably help a lot because oh. right now I'm kind of limited, you know, as to how much freedom I've got. Oh, sure. And what you could add, I, th- I believe you should be able to add some floorboards on your on that bike. Well, actually, my uh, doctor, when I went and told him what I had done on the bike, he said, you know, you really need to put floorboards on that. Yeah. So he's he's probably uh giving me good advice like you are so that's probably gonna be my next purchase that's it you get the floorboards and you get the uh engine guard and the highway pegs and you'll be super comfortable definitely so uh why i would say why should somebody get this bike but it's the sportster but it's a sportster trike so it's not like you can go out and buy one of these (laughs) but um i why would say i mean i guess i guess somebody could want to do this well, the kits are readily available. The company that makes this particular conversion kit is called DNA Specialties out of California. Right. Uh, it's a knockoff of a Paggio rear end, if from what I can – I may have said Paggio wrong, but hey, I'm from the south, so hey, what can I get? <laughs> uh, it, it seems to be fairly well made, and they're – plenty of things out on the internet on how to do this and it seems to be something anybody with you know reasonable tools could do in their backyard sure. if they want to convert something you know, to a to a trike uh my biggest reason would be if you feel like you've got a you know physical disability which may limit your ability to balance a heavier bike mm-hmm. or if you're maybe like in my case it's a mental disability you're afraid you can't balance a bigger bike right then this may give you the comfort you need to get out and continue riding. This is or in my should, case, start riding. <laughs> well, this is probably something I should talk my brother into doing, but I don't know if he would ever do it. Now, the bags that you have on there, was this something that you added yourself, or was this part of the kit? The bags were made by Austin, I think it was Austin Leather, and they were on it when we bought it. They didn't have the studs. My wife and I added the studs to kind of give it that more rustic look. Sure. Um uh, they are top access, but we've added uh, a snap and a flap in the back where you can get to them from the backside as well because with the passenger seat up there, the top access was a little difficult. Oh, yeah, I can see that, yeah. All right, now the biggest question I have to ask you now. We all know that Harley-Davidson has their own color names. <laughs> what color is your bike? It is. <laughs> I, I can look, hold, Before you say that, I look at it and I go, blue. What does Harley-Davidson call this? Well, I call it blue, but Harley calls it Deep Cobalt Pearl. There isn't no blue in that name whatsoever. <laughs> There's very little pearl on the bike. If you get it in the sun, it's got a little metallic flake. But, you know. All right. <laughs> Way to go, Harley Davidson. <laughs> All right. Well, Paul, I want to thank you very much for joining me here on Rider Rides on the Motorcycle Men podcast. Anything last you want to say before I kick you off the phone? 
uh, just uh, everybody out there listening, get out and ride. Enjoy yourself, no matter what it is you ride, and be safe. Excellent. I want to thank you very much for listening, and also thank you very much for joining me here on Rider Rides and Motorcycle Man Podcast, Paul. Thank you, Ted. Take care. If you'd like to be featured with your bike on Rider Rides, here's what you do. Go to the Motorcycle Men website at www.motorcyclemen.us. Go to the episodes page and fill out the form and submit. If selected, all you have to do is provide us with a soundbite of your bike, and you'll get a one-on-one interview with your host. Thanks for listening, and keep on riding.